it's been 10 years since we moved to this incredible city with the vision to build lifelong followers of Jesus. My wife and I just really felt the Lord speaking to us that we weren't just to raise up a group of people that we could pastor, but instead we would raise up a group of people that would pastor the city. And it's been amazing to watch as you have done that, as you've connected, as you've committed yourself to grow, to serve, to go and boldly share your faith. It's been overwhelming to watch what God has done through you at North Park Church. We are developing a life-changing relationship with God and with others. The relationships that we make at North Park are based off of living life together. We're more than just a church, we're a community. I think about being with each other, worshiping God together, and just really being uh, able to chase after God as one big unit. And to me, that's what makes Connect awesome. This is so important to us, to connect with each other. It means more than just a surface level relationship. It is living life with each other and walking this journey together. There's no greater joy to me than that and being together with the people that I love. Other people. North Park isn't a place for you to just attend. This is a place where we want to see people belong. And it doesn't matter who they are. We say often that North Park is a place where no one is perfect. Everyone is accepted and they can all be changed by the Spirit of God. And that is exactly what has happened. People are being changed by the Spirit of God. What you coming those days, that day meant to him. If you hadn't have come, if Amy hadn't have aggravated the mess out of you, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't be here today. I don't know what our church would look like if it hadn't have been for that day. I remember that as the day those four families walked in the door. I say it often that God gives us kisses when we need it most. And it's those moments when we feel the most alone and um, insecure that he gently bends down and he kisses us right on the top of the head. And he says, I know where you are and I know what you need. So just take a deep breath and let me do my thing. And he did that day. He absolutely did. And he's done it week after week after week because that happened every Sunday afterward. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. No, okay. uh, but there, there have been moments that, that God has just shown up in such an incredible way. And I think one of the most beautiful thing is, is we talk about connecting all the time. And, and connect is really what happens on Sunday mornings. We connect with God and we connect with each other. And I, I used to say, I don't know why I said this, but I, I would say we are to connect vertically and horizontally. We connect with God vertically, we connect with each other horizontally. And that sounded so cool in my head, but I heard somebody else say it one day, I thought, ooh, that sounds bad. We're not saying that no more. We don't want to connect horizontally, that's not good. And so we just kind of dropped that part. But we do, that's such an important part. But here's what I want you to see, is that we so desperately want North Park to be a place where people don't just attend. But I want you to realize that this is a church when you come, you actually belong. You belong. We are cultivating a love for and obedience to God's Word. You know, the Lord said if we love Him, we keep His commandments. And so whether we're growing through our life groups or DKM, Zion, doesn't matter what environment it is at our church, I'm seeing people committing themselves to grow 
in the knowledge of God's Word and actually apply that in their life. And we start this with our youngest North Parkers. We teach our children that the Bible is God's Word. We teach them uh, to hide His Word in their hearts through memorizing scriptures with song and puppets and play. And when I think about that, I think about life groups. I think about how getting to spend that time in the Word every week together and connecting with each other on a different level really helps our relationship grow. And to me, that's what, that's what grow means at North Park, growing together and growing in God together. This grow aspect at North Park is so important because it means taking it a step further. It's much more than just coming together on a Sunday morning. It's not just learning about God, it's learning to walk with Him, to be in relationship with Him, and to grow deeper in our relationships with Him and with other people. And I know that that is making a life-changing difference in my own life, as well as our students when I see them connect and grow and worship God more and more every week. When they come together on Wednesday nights, they come together on Sunday mornings. It's really beautiful to see. And these kids are taking this home to their parents and helping to develop a, a family time that's centered around God's Word. The Bible is our blueprint for living, and it's amazing to watch what is happening in people's families and in their heart when they make a commitment to His Word. One of our core values at North Park is that no one is perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's accepted, and we can all be changed by the Spirit of God. I think God loves us way too much to leave us where He found us. And so it's been really just humbling to watch people grow as, as they follow Jesus. It's been beautiful to watch. It's probably one of my favorite things as a pastor is to watch what God is doing in your life and, and in your family. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I, I remember the, the first time I found out that Ashley had a husband. And uh, Ashley worked at Right Track, and that's where we got to know Ashley, and, and I was just blown away by this young lady, and I wanted to meet her husband, and I finally met this guy, and, and I found out he played the electric guitar. And when you're, when you're a young church, you don't have anything, you know, it's like, oh, somebody can do something, you know, this is great. And she told me later that he said, I'll go. That's my, that was my invitation. That was good. That was a good Jonathan invitation. I'll go. But I'm not playing the guitar. That's what he said. And, and then he said, well, I'll play the guitar, but I'm not going to a life group. Guess who my life group leader is today? It's Jonathan. <laughs> That's awesome. But to watch people grow and to watch people step into their gifts and step into their calling is, is just a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, I, I, I like to kind of to, to rank things in my head, like those most memorable moments in the last 10 years. That would be a fun thing to just rank those memorable moments. And uh, I think one of my, one of my favorites was, was the day that Deborah Ruby, I got a couple other memorable moments, Deborah, we won't talk about. <laughs> but I, I, I said to, to Deborah, I am so glad to finally meet your husband because I knew Deb, Deborah from uh, the dance studio. I knew, I knew Alex and Taylor, but I didn't know Rick. And, and I said, I'm so excited that you're uh, your husband's here. I, I'm glad to get to know him. And she kind of gave me the kind of half-hearted, well, don't get used to it. He's probably not going to show up a lot. I mean, it was kind of that kind of thing. And to watch what God has done in that man in the past however many years has been one of the biggest blessings in my life. Rick Ruby, you'll never know what a huge impact you've made on my life. And, and to not only watch what God has done in you, but through your family and and and. And, and today, 
you're, you're such a huge, huge part together, to Deborah and Rick, such a huge part of, of what God is doing at North Park today. It's, it's just, it leaves me speechless to think about that. Another one of my favorite moments, can I share? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Tracy called and said, I need to meet with you. We, 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 we need some help. And we couldn't work it out to meet before that Sunday. But I said, all right, we'll meet next week. But I was starting a series on marriage and family that week. And I said, just make sure you're here. Make sure you're here. They were struggling in their marriage. And I remember um, giving an altar call. And I closed my eyes. I grew up hearing people say things like, I ran to an altar and gave my heart to Jesus. I had never seen anybody run to an altar. And I didn't see it that day, but I heard it. My eyes were closed, and I heard footsteps, and I literally remember doing like this because it felt like somebody was running at me, you know? And, and I looked up, and it was, it was Chris, and he was, he was running to an altar. And, and he came, and he gave his heart to Jesus. And the transformation that God has done in your family and in your home has been one of the greatest blessings to us as a family. It's been beautiful. And to watch you serve together and, and to watch you, you lead, and it's just been, it's been, it's been breathtaking. And, and the really cool thing is they're helping now with marriage ministry. Yeah, a vital part How of our cool marriage How cool is that, that God took something in your life that the devil meant? For evil. But God has turned it into something so good and so powerful. I think that's the really great thing about life groups because a lot of that growth, a lot of that family and that connectedness that we're talking about happens in our life group. We have the best life group. Yes, we do. They booed me. In the first service. We got Can you believe booed that? in the first service. On our 10-year anniversary, they booed what I said. Booed us. Gosh. That was good. They are jealous. They are jealous <laughs> that we have the best. But no. You know, and, who, and you, you know how our worst life group leaders were? We were. Us. We were horrible. <laughs> we were horrible. <laughs> if you were in our life group, I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. And if we um, it failed. discouraged you in any way, we did. We tried this whole life group because churches would say that is the key to discipleship is life groups. And... We tried it, and we tried it, and we tried it, and um, I think we were trying it in our own strength. And yeah. then when we got out of the way and let God do what he could do without us, that's when life groups have really become life-giving. And we have better life group leaders now than we were. Than we were. Yeah, we were bad. But watching these life groups and watching the, the competition— and you say, and yours is the best, and and Ashley and C say, and theirs is the best. Oh, like oh <laughs> and then and then us saying ours is the best. It's because we feel that way. You know, we don't get to choose who our 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 physical families, our biological families, but we get to choose to live life with the people in this church. We were talking about it in the green room today before we were coming out that. We love being with you. You have become our family. You are the people we turn to sometimes even before we turn to our biological families. We've got great families. And we have great families.
But isn't that how the family of God is supposed to be? Aren't we supposed to love each other more than we love ourselves? Aren't we supposed to celebrate with each other when there's reason to celebrate? And then we're to mourn with each other when there are those times that are really difficult because it's our life groups, it's these people in this church, it's this family that gets us through those difficult times. And one of our core values is life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships. And, you know, it, it takes me back to, you know, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, but love your neighbor as yourself. And, and he was talking about those meaningful relationships. And so if you aren't plugged into that, man, I really encourage you. There are people you can talk to today to get plugged in to a life group and, and find those relationships. I was meeting with uh, Mark Shiver, who was in our first service this morning, and we had breakfast this week. And, and I was asking him about his wife, uh, Tammy, who's been battling cancer. And he, he, he said, you know, they had special prayer for her on Wednesday night. He was so excited about that. And then he said, and today my life group is fasting for my wife. My life group is fasting for my wife's healing. And you could tell just from the look on his face, he was so moved by that. And I thought, man, what a beautiful thing. And I went to see Lionel. Bateman uh, who had surgery this week and, and I got there and, and there was his wife sitting at a, at a table in the cafeteria by herself I just happened to catch him during, during lunch and I went to Lionel's room he was asleep and so I went and found Sarah and she was sitting there and I thought well I'm glad I came she's by herself you know and so I walk in there and she really needs me right now you know that's what was in my head and, and I walk in I was like how you doing everything good she's like oh it's been great I've had my life group with me all morning they sat with me all through surgery and they've been here taking care of me loving them and I thought why did I even come <laughs> well, we had a great time but I, but I thought, what a beautiful thing. They're being cared for. I don't, I don't mean necessary. They're being so cared for by their life group. And that's, that's been, that's been a, a, a beautiful thing. And, 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 and people do. You belong. You belong. This is family. And I look around and I see a lot of red shirts today. And those red shirts might not mean a lot to you, but they mean everything to me. Because those are who, people who, who say, hey, I don't just belong here but I want to roll up my sleeves and I want to get my hands dirty. I want to be an, an active participant in building lifelong followers of Jesus. I want to serve my church family. And I want you to know we could not do what we do as a church if it were not for you. You are the heartbeat of North Park Church. We let go of selfishness daily and pursue a heart of servanthood. We couldn't even begin to do children's ministry without our wonderful volunteers. If you've ever been inside our children's building, you will see not only some of the most awesome kids that God has put on this earth, but incredible volunteers who know that they are serving the Lord by serving these little ones. The Bible says that Jesus came to serve and not to be served. And at North Park, we are striving each and every day to be more like Christ. Serving others is at the heart of who Jesus is, and we want to be more and more like Him each and every day. And we teach that to our Zion and DKM kids by showing them that they can treat everyone, whether they're in authority, or their friends at school, or their brothers and sisters at home, they need to treat all of them with the love of Christ, serving them in any capacity that they can, and showing them what it means to be Jesus to the world. Those red shirts that people are wearing all around the sanctuary every Sunday when we come in say teamwork makes the dream work. And our volunteers really are the heartbeat of North Park Church. You are what makes North Park happen every single week. And to watch what God is doing through you to touch the lives of other people is pretty humbling to watch. 
In fact, it's our honor to be able to have a front row seat and watch what God is doing in you. You are making a difference in this city. You are pastor in this city. I, I look around the room today and, and I see some people that I can't imagine what life would be like at North Park without them. I remember the first time Mark and, and Victoria walked in at North Park. We were at Hilburn, I guess, and, and I remember them coming in, and, and we were trying to get to know them a little bit, and they were telling me all these wonderful things that they enjoyed doing, and we're ready to serve, and we're ready to jump in, and, and they were lifting their hands and worshiping the first time they were there, and and in one hand, I thought, gosh, this is dream come true and then on the other hand I got in the car and I was like we can't trust those people I don't know what they're doing here nobody comes to the church with their hands lifted you know and 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 obviously like something like I can't begin to tell you how long it took us to put them in a place to serve do you remember that well because in the early days we thought we were gonna have to pay people to serve I thought we were gonna have to pay people to come <laughs> We did. I can just remember it was like pulling teeth, and, and thank goodness that we had the college ministry that we did because they were everything. They were, they were our guest services. They were children's ministry workers. Do you remember the day Ryan Scott walked in? Yes, and you asked him to run sound. <laughs> he did. First His first day at church, he was like, you know how he to run a soundboard? I was like, what, what do you do? He's like, ah, I don't know. I just enjoy computers. I was like, you're running computer today. And I, I took him right <laughs> to the sound room. His first day. But, but it, was, it was, I don't know. Like we were, it was so weird. But to think that somebody, that God would send somebody who was so ready to help us lead the people of God. And man, you guys have been so, so solid since the day you walked in. And not just loved on this church family, but loved on our, our kids and the way you've, you've, you've served our family. It's just, just been beautiful. I, I, I remember uh, Craig calling me and, and, and they were transitioning Right Track Academy. And, and he, said, uh, he said, man, I, I've got a church that's meeting over at Right Track, and, and we're going to be transitioning, and, and, and we're not going to be there anymore. I don't know what to do with this, with this church. And he said, would you meet with this guy named Pastor George? And, and, and I don't know, see what could happen. And I was like, yeah, I'll meet with him. I don't even know what I was expecting, but in walks this man in my office, and I sat there, and I absolutely fell in love with Pastor George. And, and, and his family, Winnie, the way you guys have come in and served and helped us teach and lead God's people, you've been a gift to North Park. You've been a gift since the moment you walked in the door. Uh, and it blows me away that people would come in so ready to serve the people of God. It just leaves me speechless. I, I remember the first time I met Manny and Erica. Um, and, and, and you seem so young. And, and so eager to, to play and, and sing. And, and, and I don't know, they, they walked in and were like, well, if you want to, you can lead worship for our kids. That would be a good place to start. I don't know. They really didn't know what to do with you, you know. And, 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 and you did. And you did so, um, so faithfully and with the heart of a servant and, and have been such a gift to our children and to lead in Zion and now to help us lead and worship in here and have the attitude that whatever you need man whatever you need we're with your heart and soul whatever you need it's just it's overwhelming I think 
as I look out at you that are here today, we are overwhelmed because the stories that he's sharing about these people, they're your stories. And anything that we have called and asked for, whether it was crazy, and he has a lot of crazy ideas, whatever, you've been so willing to do it. Teresa, you have the gift of encouragement. And I don't know if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of Teresa's texts. But she is selfless. And it's so funny how in tune with God she is. Because when I have been at some of my lowest points, this text will come through from her. And she has no idea. Yes, she does. Because God's telling her. And it's story after story after story, just like that, of you just being used. You come up to us and say, I want to do something. And it's like, what do you love? And it, you, some of you know what you love to do, and some of you don't. And you're just willing. And you just give, and you just give, and you just give. Aaron Davis and Amy Damone. And Brad Sykeleather. We have a tech team and a media team and a, a praise and worship team. But these guys, Amy is here just about every Sunday serving in that capacity up there. And you don't even know her name. Most of you don't. And she's fine with that. And Aaron and Brad, one of them are here in, during the week when we practice. And they're here early. And they just here, give. We don't have rehearsal. I am so Aaron. sorry. We moved to rehearsal and forgot to tell Aaron. Sorry. And he still loves us, and he showed up today. I still feel bad about it. Literally, we could sit here all day long because every face is a story. Can I tell my Aaron story? They've, they've heard it a lot. So but sure, share it again. It. Now I'm like my dad. I don't even know if we'd had a service yet, we, and we were meeting at Starbucks having a having a planning meeting, and we were having a concert the next Monday night, something like that, and uh, and and I we're, we're getting ready to walk out, and I had this little flyer about the about the concert, and I see this guy sitting at Starbucks all by himself. It was Aaron, and, and I, I walk over, and this is what I said. I said, "Hey, buddy." Um, do you want to come to a concert next week? We're starting a new church, and you can come check it out. And it's obvious that you don't have anything to do on a Monday night because you're here at Starbucks by yourself, so you can come and be with us. And I dropped a flyer and walked away. And they were all like, that was the worst invite ever. He's never coming. That was horrible. And the boy came, and he has been an active part since the beginning. And we traced back countless families who have come and, and been a part of North Park Church through that young man. And, and it's just been a, a beautiful thing to watch. It's just been overwhelming. I could do this every, I want to go through every person. After service, anybody that we did not tell a story about, just meet us down here and we'll tell you a story. Because we do, like I have a story about everybody. It's, I mean, 
man, it's just, it's, it's just overwhelming. It's been overwhelming. We love you guys so much. So much. We love you guys so much. You know, one of the very first days uh, as a church, the first day, I had a, a friend who said to me, you know what? I think you should do it your first service. You should give away your offering. And I said, what? <laughs> like, like, you don't understand. We need this. Like, we have things to do. We, got, we, we, we need this. And, and, and he said, no, 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 I think you should do it. I think like from day one, you should gen- demonstrate that you will be a generous church from day one. And, and so I said, you know what, okay, we're going to do that. And so on the very first service, we just gave it all away, everything that came in that day. And, and I've told this story before, but um, the church plant that we gave it to was in Ackworth, Georgia, Brent Stevens. Uh, they were launching. They were just a few weeks behind us. And so uh, we sent every bit of it to him. And he called me. And I just happened to be at the post office when he called, checking the church mail. And, and, and he said, man, I'm just blown away. I can't believe you guys would make this investment in our church. We just, we just love you so much. We're so thankful for it. And I said, Brent, you're not even going to believe what I'm holding in my hand right now. I just opened the mail. And it was so cool that not only was this a faith builder for me, but he got to experience this as we were talking on the phone. But I said, I just opened a check from an anonymous donor to our church, and it's almost to the penny, ten times what we sent to your church. It was just amazing how God has just blown our minds time after time. Uh, uh, this property that we're sitting in, you know, the, it, it still overwhelms me that this property was gifted to us. You know, over a million dollars worth of property that was just given to our church. And, and over and over, as we've done our very best to be generous and and to give it away, he just keeps giving it back. And, and so I told the first service that I want us more than ever as a church to just be a conduit. That whatever God gives, whatever talents and resources and things that he blesses us with, I believe that we are blessed to be a blessing. I believe he blesses us so we can bless other people. And I want us to just be a conduit. That whatever he gives to us, that we just keep giving it away. That we just keep investing in, 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 in missions and church planting and, and ministries right here in our community. And, and so today, we're going to do that. We want to give you an opportunity to give, but on this 10-year celebration, we want to give it all away again, uh, as we did on that first day. And, and I believe that God is, is just going to, he's going to be blessed. I'm not even going to say, oh, God's just going to give it back to us. No, 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 I'm just saying God's going to be blessed because we're obedient to him. And, and we will demonstrate that we will continue to be a generous church. Would you pray with, with me as, as we give you an opportunity to invest in, 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 in ministry around the world? Father, I thank you for life change that's happening right here at North Park. And I, I thank you for people who are serving. God, I thank you that, that, that we have an opportunity to just give it away. And so I pray that you would put in our hearts and our minds uh, what you would have us to give today so that we could be a conduit of your blessing, that we could share your love and the gospel of Jesus in our city, in our state, and with our world. Lord, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity to do that today. Lord, we know that you bless a cheerful giver, so we give sacrificially and we give cheerfully today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Worship the Lord as you give today. And as you do, I want to tell you about some some cool things um, that are happening. Um, First of all, uh, one of the things that we are doing to give it away We actually did in the first service because that was the service that they were a part of. And that is we made an investment as a church family into foundation restoration. 
Uh, Foundation Restoration is led by Ashley and Steve McElwain, and they are an active part of North Park Church, but they also have helped us not only lead marriage ministry at church, but literally give birth to that ministry in our church. And I believe that our marriages are better for it. Uh, we had a great time on Friday night, man. We had a fun couples game night, and it was, it was just a blast. Um, but it was just one small way that they are leading us to make investments in our families. And so we as a church uh, presented them in our first service with a gift for $2,000 to invest in foundation restoration. Uh, so that's one way that we're giving it all the way. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to do that again, and we'll make sure it's in the second service. And so we're going to do that for another opportunity next week. We're going to continue the celebration and continue the giving it away even next Sunday. So when you come in the second service, it's a little top secret thing. You'll get to be a part of that next Sunday. But I'm very excited about that, so make sure that you're here. But as we continue to worship, I, I do have to give you some, some sad news. It, it is sad. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And I don't mean to dampen the spirits on a day of celebration. Um, but we do have some people um, that we are thankful for who serve. But there's one special uh, there's one special one that has served for so faithfully for so long that's not going to be able to continue to serve uh, anymore at North Park Church. And we want to we celebrate that, that servant. We want to celebrate and, and show how thankful we are um, for, for the servanthood. Some of you, you serve at North Park. You do so maybe every month. Some of you, you do that every other week. Some people like Amy here every week. This particular one serves every single Sunday and has done so for years and has made a valuable impact on the kingdom of God and the city. Uh, this one is, has, has been with our students and, and taken our students on trips, has, has, has made every event that we have, have done so successfully. Uh, but there's a retirement that's happening, and we are definitely all sad uh, to say that no longer will Stan the Van be representing our church. <laughs> Stan the Van has been great, but Stan the Van's probably going to deliver carpet or something. I don't know what he's going to do next. There's life after North Park. But we have decided as a church, it's time to make an investment in our van ministry. And so we are purchasing a new van. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Um, yeah, but it's a tool that will help us be more impactful uh, on our city. And so those who are really celebrating are in our van ministry. Our biggest question now is what do we call it and do we paint it up like the A-Team van? That's the big question right now. But, uh, but we are thankful, and that's just one way we just want to invest in, and give back to you. And we're going to be unveiling some different things in weeks to come because we do want the celebration to keep going. We are boldly sharing our faith with the world. Our students are challenged all the time to not be ashamed of their relationship with Jesus Christ, to not be scared to talk about it, and to not be scared to love and to reach everyone in this world. And if you think kids can't be bold in sharing their faith, you are wrong. We hear stories all the time of children going home and sharing what they've learned with their parents. If you think children can't be bold, well then you're wrong. Come check out our children's ministry. You will see children that are just on fire and ready to share what they know. So much of what happens in the North Park family happens outside of the walls of our church. It's much more about whenever you leave on Sunday morning and you go out into your jobs, into your neighborhoods, into your families 
and share the love of Christ with other people. Whether it's going to El Salvador or going to Ecuador or going to Africa or even participating in our Youth Alliance tour, those are all ways that we are going and reaching the world for Jesus Christ. It's so much more about our city. It's about to um, our state and our country and to the ends of the earth. And we are all about going and sharing that love with as many people as possible whenever we can. I absolutely love this city. I can't even begin to tell you how much I love this city. And it's amazing how God is using you to share His love in this city, but not just this city, but literally around the world as we partner with church planners and orphanages and missionaries, campus missionaries. We are so excited about that chance to not just make an impact in the walls of our church, but literally around the world. And to see you making a difference in your jobs and in your homes and in the community and on your campuses, I'm blown away by your boldness in sharing your faith. And I know that God's word is going forth because you're doing that. This, this, this is what it looks like to build lifelong followers of Jesus. What would happen if I totally surrendered? God, if I gave you my hands and watched what you rendered, what would happen if I confessed all of my sins? What would I stand against if you knew that I knew that I could win? And how would it look if I walked into the church and dropped to my knees with tears in my eyes? I cried, God, humble me. How far would you take me if I let go? If I followed you blindly and I never said no, what would I say if I gave you my words? What choices would I make if I always asked you first? In everything that I am, God, everything that I do, I wonder what would happen if I focused on you. What if I took off in pursuit? I started to abide in your word and let your voice echo in my chest. I walked totally by faith and I lived in expectation of the best. What if I took my place and stood in authority? Never mind being outnumbered by the masses or ever feeling like I was in the majority. What if I did trust you with everything in my life? I have real issues, God, but could I still have peace at night? What if I did talk like Jesus, walk like David, turn the other cheek, love without reason? What if I mastered the art of imitation, sacrificing myself to bring truth to my own generation? And every time I lifted my hands, God, what if I gave you my best praise? It didn't matter if on that day I was in excruciating pain and everything that I am, God, everything that I do, I wonder what would happen if I really trusted in you. And well doing, what would happen if I never grew weary? When I'm in a season of growth and it doesn't feel like you're near me, when I am praying and fasting, I know, God, that you hear me, but my natural situation isn't lining up with my confession. I trust you with patience, receiving a word today, knowing it would be years before I saw the manifestation. Could I allow the Holy Spirit to really guide me? Jesus prayed, he received instruction, immediately obeyed, and he never questioned why me and everything that I am, God, everything that I do, I wonder what would happen if I acted like you. What if you came in body as a homeless man? Would I drive past you day after day after day on my way to wherever and never offer you a hand? What if you came as my classmate or coworker or cousin, with scars in her past and in her eyes clear evidence of hurt? Would I have enough compassion to say, you know what? It's okay, I'm gonna pick you up at this time, put you in my car, use my gas and bring you to my church because it's our 10th anniversary. <laughs> And when we got to the church, what if you were just standing there with a long black tee, a 
hip hop or from New York, would I still share the word of God with you? Or would I be intimidated by the way you look and say, I'm not really sure I have a word for you. And everything that I am, God, everything that I do, I wonder what would happen if I thought like you. If I abandoned my agenda, my way of doing things, my failures, my faults, my idle conversations and my perverse thoughts, what if I wasn't always concerned with my own carnality? Could I make walking in the spirit not just be this mystical thing in the Bible, but my actual reality? What if I allowed the word of God to really renew my mind? I'd be a new creature with new features. I could restore sight to the blind and do more than Jesus did when he walked the earth. God, is it worth dying daily for the sole purpose of allowing my purpose to give birth? And everything that I am, God, everything that I do, I wonder what would happen if I was just more like you. Hmm. Yeah. When I go ahead and be recording. Are you recording yeah. now? Are you ready? We. I thought I was just saying the. Yeah. How, how... <laughs> I... We are cultivating a love for. Love for enemy is God. And now I haven't thought about what I'm going to say about that. Uh, we are cultivating life. Oh. I got to come up with something to say. Okay. I'll give you a break. Hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh! <laughs> we let go of selfishness. I can't remember the statement. I'm so sorry, Pimenta Cheese. Okay, let go. We let go. And when I think about that, I think about life groups. I think about how getting to spend that time in the Word. And when I think about that, I think about Sunday morning. And I think about and I think about our Zion students. And I think about how we challenge them and our DKM kids. When I think about that, I think about our Zion kids. And at North Park, what we are here. <laughs> this. 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 All right, all right, let's get out of here.